You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Dan. That's Dan Patrick Show. Come on in. Stay a while. Big day coming up. Baseball Hall of Fame class revealed later on today. Talk about that. Tom Brady hinting at maybe retiring. We'll have that for you coming up as well. Phone calls always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Hall of Famer Howie Long will join us coming up in a little bit. Hall of Famer Jim Nance. Hello, friends. He'll join us as well. And uh, one of the more respected voices covering the NFL, Ryan Clark from the Mothership, will join us coming up as well. Uh, we'll have a play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. And uh, we say, though, uh, say hello to those watching on uh, Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Download the app. You can watch this program for free. And our radio affiliates around the country, we are closing in on 400 cities carrying this award-nominated program. We don't win awards. We get nominated for awards. Todd, you know you have the responsibilities today of the poll question. I do. I'm ready. Okay. Kind of snuck up. Oh, Todd just sent me a limerick. A baseball Hall of Fame limerick. I think it's pretty good, actually. Uh, man, this is going to be a great day. Yes, we do have Seton's route to cross country, the Mercedes Sprinter van, and there's already controversy. I said to Seton... <laughs> well, well, controversy. I saw the beautiful route last night, the color coordinated. I said to Seton, I've been promoting you're leaving from Connecticut. You can't leave from Atlanta where the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van was built. Uh. I said, I mean, come on, I'm a journalist. I said you were leaving from Connecticut. And that means you're going to have to go through Ohio and then down to Nashville and then through Memphis. And then you're heading through... Little Rock and Albuquerque. Right. The route that we posted yesterday, I guess, was about a thousand miles shorter than you wanted it to be. <laughs> I said to Seton, how what are you doing? How did you end up in Atlanta? And he goes, well, we'll just fly there. Yeah, that's where the van is. So I'm going to go pick up the van. No, I said, no, no, no. The van has got to come up here and then you got to start here. And then you're going to be heading out from Connecticut. That long road <laughs> through Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> the, the license plate should be Pennsylvania is forever. Because <laughs> when you go, you know, you're cross country and going yeah. through Pennsylvania. It's it's just it's forever. It's just like, man, we're still in Pennsylvania. A lot of uh, blown out tires on that road. I remember oh. my West Virginia days. Yep. So you're going through uh, Ohio, you're going to do a pit stop in Nashville, Memphis, Little Rock, Oklahoma City, Albuquerque, yeah, Albuquerque, Phoenix, yeah. Vegas, right. Los Angeles. That's, that's the plan. Okay. All right. You and the French kid. Yeah. <laughs> Subject to change. <laughs> Hopefully we both make it. <laughs> Seton came in today and he's like, God, man, these people are all over me. I go, why? He goes, well, because I'm starting in Atlanta. I go, why are you starting in Atlanta? And then he told me, I go, yes, I would be mad at you, too. I That's go, not driving across country. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. It seems like almost going coast to coast. Uh, anywho. Anywho. A couple of new T-shirts available for the Chiefs Bengals fans at danpatrick.com. Check out the store. We have uh, a T-shirt for both fan bases there. 
Uh, let's see. Anything else needs to be mentioned here before we get started? Todd, you know you're doing the poll question. I am. Okay. Just once again, you screwed up yesterday. I'm still trying to figure out what the official cue is for me to start <laughs> saying what the poll question is. I feel like you're setting me up. Like, when no, no, no. does it mean that I should start reading it? Okay. All right, but you have your limerick ready. I know that. I do. I'm okay. just not sure which one you're going to go to first, the limerick or the poll question. You know what? Let's, Anything can happen. Yeah. Spontaneous. Uh, the results of the Baseball Hall of Fame class will be revealed later on today, and the voters are notorious for being difficult to win over. And this year is not going to be any different because you have Bonds, Clemens, Sammy Sosa on the ballot for their final time. And baseball's Hall of Fame hasn't been shy about turning players away because you go back last year, they didn't induct anyone. But the voting results later today could potentially add a couple to Cooperstown. Big Poppy is on the ballot. Uh, Kurt Schilling might get in. Scott Rowland, another name. Jimmy Rollins could get in. But let's see how they handle this. Uh you know, we've been in a weird limbo for a long time as fans trying to reach a consensus on one of the sport's most controversial topics. And it's going to be a controversy no matter what. If Bonds and Clemens get in, it feels like that's a package deal. If they get in, that opened the door for other players who have been on the steroid list. Um, Big Poppy, is he going to get in? Should he get in? Um, you know, there's Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe. Covered Big Poppy, not voting for Big Poppy to go into the Hall of Fame. You know, I, I used to hold on to this for dear life, like it's the Hall of Fame. And then the more I thought about it, I just, I'm not wasting any time on this. You know, if baseball didn't care about steroids, then why, do, why am I supposed to police the sport? It's a damn museum. You want to put them in, put them in the museum. The only thing I would say is just put something on their plaque that talks about you know, what happened in their careers. And they're not going to do that. And, and, and I encourage you to go to Cooperstown. It's a wonderful place. The Hall of Fame is wonderful. But I, I waste so much time every year talking about steroids. Those who got in, those who are not getting in. Why is that guy in and that guy's not in? It's a museum. If you want to put them in and you, the fans, want to go see them, great. Voters, you're changing your opinion on steroids. Who did it? How long did they do it? Uh, who didn't do it? How do you know who did and who did? Like it just gets to the point where it, it takes away from the game. You know, baseball lost this a long time ago. They, they cashed in their integrity a long, long time ago. It's a wonderful sport. It still provides wonderful memories. But when it comes to steroids in or out, I don't care anymore. I just don't, because it feels like that overshadows the, the people who get in. It you know, and I always feel bad for that. You know, let's say Scott Rowland gets in, or uh, Jimmy Rollins, and Bonds and Clemens don't get in. Well, nobody wants to talk about Scott Rowland and Jimmy Rollins getting in. They want to talk about why Bonds and Clemens didn't get in, or Sammy Sosa, or what's this mean for a Rod? Like it's just tiring, tiring. Yeah, Paul. I, I kind of disagree. I, I don't think cheating goes away. And like the, the Baseball Hall of Fame isn't, isn't the Louvre. The Louvre doesn't have rules for how an artist gets in. It's also an honor. You know, it, it's based off, I think it says when you walk in the Baseball Hall of Fame, there's a sign that says um, the Baseball Hall of Fame is for players' accomplishments in the game. Their accomplishments weren't real. They were uh, induced or whatever, injected. 
Yeah. And, and I, that's why I think I, don't, I wouldn't change my vote. If I didn't, let's put it this way. If I had a vote, which I would never would, I wouldn't change it 10 years later. I would either give, let them in day one or never let them in. I don't want them in. Like, I, I don't want Clemens and Bonds in. But, you know, now all of a sudden you're asking these voters to be CSI Major League Baseball. And, and they're not equipped to do this. Now, you can ask, like, we're checking out Mike Piazza's back acne. Like, come on. Like, what, what are we doing? And it's unfortunate. But baseball let this get out of hand. It unraveled because, hey, remember, 5% were cheating. And then we realized, no, I don't think so. But they went down the path too, too and we've been down this road too long. And too many uh, turns and detours and dead ends. And you want to put them in, tell the story of the baseball careers of these guys, then go ahead. But we don't concentrate on the game. Do you think Jose Altuve of the Astros will have a harder time getting in the Hall of Fame because he's a big part of the Astros cheating scandal? And he, his career skyrocketed around the time that they're accused of cheating with stealing signs. But even now that we all know that they did it, he still is an incredible baseball player. Yeah, but I'm, I wonder if it's, if it's, let's put it this way, if you're based off this principle, then when Jose Altuve is out of the game for five years, you vote him in first time or you don't punish him in any way for cheating because cheating is now okay as far as a Hall of Fame vote. Well, this would be like a guy getting busted one time for steroids. Now, do we hold it against you? Get you get busted one time? Or are you still a Hall of Famer? Because you know they're accused of cheating. Is he accused of cheating? Like, how do I prove that he cheated? Even though we think there's circumstantial evidence, like it just gets to be really difficult to parse this out. And do I think Altuve is going to get in the Hall of Fame? Yes, I do. Do I think Bonds and Clemens are? No. Do I think Kurt Schilling is? Yes. Uh, do I think Sosa is? No. A-Rod. He shouldn't, but he might because we look at those numbers. Uh, like Rafael Palmero, did he just cheat at the end of his career? Because if if that's the case, like we use that excuse for Barry Bonds. or um, Yeah, Barry Bonds. Why don't we use that for Jose, or, uh, Rafael Palmero? Oh, well, he was a Hall of Famer before he cheated. Well, if Palmero got caught at the end of his career, was he a Hall of Famer before he got caught? Or we just assume that, well, of course he cheated prior to that. Like, we pick and choose with this. Like, Pudge Rodriguez, should he be in the Hall of Fame? No, I don't think so. I don't think anybody who played for the Rangers in that time. They were all, it felt like, steroid users. Yeah, see. It's tough, though, when you're the face of a cheating scandal, and whether that's fair or not. Yeah. Jose Altuve is the, is the guy that you think of first. He's the face. He's like the yeah. poster boy of... The cheating scandal. Absolutely. That being said, and this sort of goes to like with all of these other guys, even the steroid guys, like you said, you can't tell the story of the game without them. Yeah. You can't tell the story of baseball and just ignore the steroid era. And nor can you, I don't think you can with stealing signs like that. Yeah, Todd. You set up a little separate wing and you have a little juice bar there just to remind people on who did what uh, we think they may have done. And there you go. Clear your throat. And then uh, you do that. A juice okay. bar. A little juice bar. A juice bar. Okay. Yeah, Paul. Is Mark McGuire going in? No. How come? Uh, is he cheated? I know, but that, if, if anyone made history and is, made history in the game, Mark McGuire, he and Sosa, they were a part of the history of the game as much as anybody. What they did, their accomplishments, even if they're tainted, they brought fans back to baseball in the late 90s. 
more than uh, so, uh, Bonds or McGuire did. Yeah, but I don't give you credit because you cheated but to what bring I'm saying, fans back because you got to hit home runs that you wouldn't have hit. But that's what I'm saying. I, cheaters shouldn't be in. But if, if people are going to alter their vote and put people in based off accomplishments in the game and, and contributions to the game, McGuire Sosa then would go in. No, I don't. I don't put them. I don't think McGuire's a Hall of Famer. I mean, he had a lot of home runs, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Sammy, if you look at what he did, you know, I know he cheated, but he had a five-year, six-year run where you go, that's incredible. He averaged 61 homers a year for four years. But nobody nobody <laughs> defends Sammy Sosa. Nope. Why? Why? No evidence. Baseball players know. That's how, if you're a journalist, if you ask players or trainers clubhouse guys that's where you know what's going on that was where i i directed the commissioner i said you want to find out what's going on go in and talk to the clubbies they know everything that's going on and that's that's exactly what the commissioner did yes you have more of a problem with someone using steroids or someone using a corked bat uh (laughs) steroids do you yeah you think so? You would be more okay with a cork bat. For some reason, I'm exactly the opposite. I'm like, dang, you use a cork bat? That's garbage. You use steroids? <laughs> okay, it's fitness. It's fitness. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm more okay with steroids. With a cork bat, I'm like, that guy's I, out, I'm, gone. I'm not good with any of it. <laughs> that's why I respect Sammy Sosa. He went all in. He yeah. wasn't happy. He, he went steroids <laughs> and cork bat, and he was stealing signs. Yeah, Double no. header. <laughs> Oh, it's so tiring. <laughs> the triple crown of cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they ever got Altuve for steroids. Uh, not that he is. Not that I have no idea. Empower your investment portfolio opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller, the new online tool that connects investors with innovative projects on the island. Available now. Impeller, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more and investpr.org slash Impeller. You know, we don't care about steroids in the NFL. When's the last time somebody said, that guy's on steroids? No one cares because, oh, that sport is so violent. Well, no, we just don't hold any of those records true to our heart. Like baseball records, they're magical. I remember watching this with my father. We don't have that in the NFL. So nobody cares. It's like, yeah, they're gladiators. Let them just beat each other up and they have a brain damage and they die at 50. You know, we don't care. It's like, but baseball. They're cheating the sport. You're using steroids. There's steroids in all sports. There's steroids in golf. There's steroids in the NBA. Like we, we make it seem like the only people using steroids are baseball players. Yes, Eden. Right, because it's like anybody keeping Tom Brady out of the Hall of Fame? No. Probably not. No. Eh, wait about five years when a couple of reporters decide to do it. Oh, eh, they'll I, make a name for themselves, but that's what I'm saying. Two guys will do it to get some notoriety. Oh, well, that they won't vote like he won't get unanimous yes. on first ballot. Guaranteed. Uh, well, he'll be first ballot. Right. Guaranteed, though, there'll be three or four dudes yeah. out there who say, like, I'm going to make a name for myself. Yes, Todd. What about a pitcher? Steroids or substance on the ball? Which would be worse for you? If someone was juicing or they were just constantly putting stuff on the ball and they finally found out that they were doing something to the baseball. They both bother me. But it feels like doctoring a baseball has been part of baseball for 100 years. Doesn't make it right, but there's certain things that we kind of grandfather in where it's kind of like, that's kind of cute. You know, steroids, not kind of cute. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's putting something on there. Uh, you know, he's carving up the baseball a little. Nolan Ryan. 
They used to collect his baseball. Mike Scott with the Astros, they collect the baseballs. The Mets, I was there. I was there in 86 where they're collecting the baseballs. You could see the little carve marks in them. I'm like, damn, send that to uh, the commissioner. Better yet, send it to the Hall of Fame. Oh, man, I'm all fired up now. Ever have those moments where you say, I don't want to get into it. And then you get into it, and you're like, yeah, I didn't want to get into it. We we knew what we were doing. We knew what we were doing. Oh, it's about content on the program. All right, we'll take a break. Howie Long is going to join us. When do you know when it's time to go? I'm going to ask him about what Tom Brady had to say because I'm going to go back to a question I asked Tom Brady on a uh, Zoom call we had with NFL people, and I got a chance to ask one question to Tom, and that was the topic yesterday on his podcast with Jim Gray. Yeah, Paul. Howie Long retired at 33. Doesn't that seem really young these days? It was young back then. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, phone calls. We'll come up with a poll question, right, Todd? We certainly will. And Todd has his limerick, his Baseball Hall of Fame limerick. We are locked and loaded. Man, it's going to be a great day. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. I know, I've been called a purist here when it comes to the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van and the, uh, the route that Seton's going to be taking. But hey, I have standards here. When you're going cross-country, you go cross-country from point A to point B. And I said Seton was leaving from Connecticut, and he's going to Los Angeles. Point A, A for Atlanta is how mm-hmm. I took that. But if you want to start from point C, C Connecticut. Okay. I may make you start in Maine. <laughs> okay. Well, there have been some people saying, like, hey, you stopping by Maine on your way to Los Angeles? Yeah, I never understood no. that. No. No. I, I, uh, no. But uh, this Sprinter van, and I'm told that this Sprinter van is unbelievable. What Mercedes did to the uh, Sprinter van. It's the uh, Sprinter Mode 4x4 by Storyland, uh, Storyteller Overland. You still have time to enter. You have to do it by February 2nd, and the response has been unbelievable. So I thank this audience. DanPatrick.com or FoxSportsRadio.com to enter, get official rules for a chance to win Seton's Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Phone calls coming up. Got a play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. We'll get to Howie Long, the Hall of Famer, here in a moment. The topic of conversation, at least feels like with uh, the NFL, is Tom Brady maybe hinting at retirement. And he was uh, with uh, Jim Gray on his podcast yesterday, and they talked a lot about that extensively. I want to go back to October 26th of 2021 when I had an opportunity to talk to Tom Brady, and I asked him about retiring and family. And I mentioned when I left ESPN, I left, and I think I was 50 at the time, but part of that was I had four kids who were 9 through 15, and my wife said, they're going to all be out of the house by the time you're done with this next ESPN contract that I turned down a five-year contract. And I brought that up to Brady and he had this to say. It's a, you know, it's a very difficult issue to reconcile without just saying, Hey, it's time to retire. Um, and I think there's, you know, we're coming to the end here too. So I don't want to miss any of the kids stuff. And I think at the same time, there's a lot of parents who get two or three weeks off a year 
that, you know, they work real jobs and real lives. And, and, you know, I get a lot of time off actually. And I, there's a big part of my life. You guys probably, when you're running your shows, you don't get a lot of time off football players. We get a good, healthy off season. And I try to do my best with the kids, although I wish I was there more, but I think if I was there too much, you know, they might be sick and tired of me screwing up everything that's been going on in the house for a long time too. So (laughs) I've heard that argument on the other side as well. (laughs) So I think it's a little teeter totter from time to time. And I'm trying like all of us to do the best we could do, you know, based on, you know, the circumstances. That's the uh, let's go podcast with Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald. Let's bring in Howie Long, the hall of famer. I think you retired at 33, Howie. Does that sound right? 34. Uh, I played in the Pro Bowl at 34. So, yeah, the season was 33. Yeah. But, but, you know, do you, do you have a day where you go, hey, this is, this is the day I make my decision? Like, did, did you have a moment, love clarity, where you go, okay, that's it. I'm going to retire. <clears throat> well, my problem was, in terms of family, I had three sons. Chris was eight at the time. Uh, and... With football, you, you just, it, particularly at that point where I played 13 years and not a dollar of my money was guaranteed. Uh, when you start getting up towards double digits in surgeries, you know, that's one part of the equation. The other part of the equation is Chris is eight years old and I'm not there for burger day. I'm not there for, you know, dad day. Uh, <clears throat> and I seriously wanted to change that given my background. I wanted my, uh, my father-son relationship with my three boys to be to be different and you know i never regretted i had the opportunity to coach little league baseball for eight years high school football for eight years uh watch them all kind of go on their way to college and like you said you know your situation was kind of similar where you know wait a second what are we doing here this is going to be over you know before you know it and i'm glad i did i really am and you know, I, I don't want anybody to retire. If you want to play, continue yeah. to play, you know, unless you uh, your body says you can't play any longer. But what do you think is at the core of this with Brady? He wants to win championships. It's all about championships. I don't know if you do inventory with the Buccaneers and say, I don't know who's coming back. Can we still win another championship? Then you start to factor in with family. I think Giselle has been campaigning behind the scenes for a while to have Tom retire here. So how do you think this plays out? Well, I, I think there are, there are players who, who are consumed and then there's Tom. Uh, Tom's at another level. And, and that's not just, you know, August through January. That's the offseason. And the kind of trick to it is, and, you know, you have to pay the piper because – the older you get, the more you have to do in the offseason. And I think, you know, Tom make, made a good point that, yeah, you do have time off in the offseason as a football player, but for that six months, seven months, you're, you're checked out, uh, whether you've been in or not, because, you know, it, it's, it's next week, it's on to the next week, you know, forget about last week, and it's on to the next day. And, you know, in those days, Wednesday, Thursday practices were – you know, full go, live goal line, live inside run, live pass rush, live team period. Now they're in hats and, you know, physically I think players are, are capable of playing longer because they're being taken care of more. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he walks away, but I think that could be in part to maybe Tampa is not going to be one of the elite teams next year given 
They got to re-sign some people, salary cap issues, all of those things. Um, I'm wondering if the NFL addresses overtime in the offseason. Usually takes, you know, a moment where we go, I'm upset with overtime. And then we calm yeah, down. Hey. But would you would you want the NFL to reconsider what overtime is? Maybe in the playoffs, not necessarily regular season. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I certainly, you know, being at the game, you know, I, with, with a son on Kansas City, I, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, uh, Kansas City gets the ball, drives down the field, scores a touchdown. That's, that's great. But the opposite happened to them a few years ago versus New England. And Andy Reid brought it up. And uh, it, it was not, it didn't draw much of any support. Um, <clears throat> I think this one, because of this kind of game where, you know, it's it's not the Patriots and Atlanta where the Patriots are down twenty eight to three. This was Ali Frazier, fifteen rounds. These two guys, you know, just when you think, wow, he can't respond to that. You know, Mahomes does, or or, or Allen does the next series, and it, it was a showcase of what I think is, uh, you know, we always wonder where the when's the next generation of quarterbacks coming and you know with us it was marino and elway and jim kelly and warren moon and you know uh steve young and all that and we just i think we're throwing the ball more now than ever uh and i think the interesting thing about both guys came from not big programs josh allen was a guy who you know struggled to get scholarship offers ends up going to wyoming the knock on him was he he was inaccurate um, and it's an interesting kind of exercise is how many teams would trade for Patrick Mahomes? I, I don't think Buffalo's on that list. How many teams would trade for Josh Allen? I don't think Kansas City's on that list. I think they're both happy with their quarterback. It's just, it's nuance and it's, you know, play here, a play there in a game like that. Zero turnovers, four penalties. It was just a great great game and, and it was emotionally exhausting just sitting in the stands so how do you change overtime well i think you have i i think you have to say both teams have an opportunity to possess the ball uh you know i i, I think there are those who say well wait a second okay you you can sit against the ball if if you don't want the game to end, then you know force them to kick a field goal and Josh Allen have an opportunity to drive down the field, and score a touchdown. I, I I certainly see where, and it's certainly something that's been brought up, you know, by a number of people just in passing, whether it's at a hotel or you know in traveling. Uh, I think people want to see both teams get the ball. And I think it's something Andy brought up, and Andy was happy that uh, it got poo-pooed, you know, a few years ago. Talking to Howie Long, the Hall of Famer, and Fox will have San Francisco against the Rams. You know, people try to say all the right things about Jimmy Garoppolo, Howie. You know, that, that he, he, all he does is win. I, really, it's about he doesn't, he doesn't lose. I don't think he wins. It's just... He he doesn't lose. You're asking him not to lose. It feels like I I, I, think. I, I, I think Terry had one of those Yogi Berra <laughs> you know, years ago, and I and I he and I talked about it last week. You can lose with me, but you can't win without me. <laughs> and you know Jimmy is he's under so much fire all the time. He's got the thumb. He's got the shoulder. He's beat up. 
Um, you just take the Green Bay, for example. You know, they were under a lot of pressure. Uh, things weren't working out. It looks like any throw outside the numbers is is a Herculean task for him. Uh, but at the end of the game, when it counted, and it, it was the same thing with the Ram game, uh, he just comes through. And you know, is is he the guy that? Is he the guy that you signed to a you know hundred and thirty million dollar deal? I'm I'm not sure that's going to be the case. I think there'll be a market for Jimmy, and I think they have an interesting decision to make whether their young quarterback is ready. And and uh, Jimmy certainly is well liked by the team, and and you know as, as evidenced by the Kittle comments and uh, comments from a number of teammates. They believe in him. They think they can win with him. That's all that's important. And and Dan, it really doesn't matter what you think or I think yeah. or anyone outside the building thinks. They like Jimmy Garoppolo. The team does. You all in on the Rams? You know, I, I give this San Francisco team is tough. Uh, they really, really are. They're beat up. I mean, it seemed like every other play, somebody was hobbling off the field, whether it was Devo Samuel or it was Williams. Uh, you know, they've, they've got a number of guys that are banged up and, you got to remember, all the teams that are left are, have played the full slate of games because the two number one seeds are are now down. So we're on, in, on, in uncharted territory coming up here real soon. Um, if they can run the ball effectively, which, you know, listen, three of the four coaches that were left in the final four, uh, you look at LaFleur, you look at Shanahan, you look at McVay. They all coached in Washington. They all ran the same system or variations of it. And I think these two are contrasting styles and what they want to do. Uh, I think the last time the Rams had a first round pick, it was, you know, Barack Obama was in office. I mean, they just do it differently. They do it more like the Yankees or the Lakers. Um, now they have to kind of follow through on it. It's a new state, $5 billion stadium. I, I, I think ownership made it very clear that they wanted to play in this game. So there's a lot riding on this game for the Rams. Think your Raiders go Jim Harbaugh, Josh McDaniels, other? I have no idea. I, I really don't. Um, Are you involved I, at all? I thought I thought, I thought Rich Bisaccia did a great job. Yeah, I, I really did. I thought he did himself a, a real solid uh, with the way he performed. You think about the chaotic situation there with you know the Gruden departure, uh, the Rugs, you know tragedy. Uh, those are things that really, really, you know, can rock a football team. And they had a bit of a, a dip there for three, four games. And, you know, he kind of brought them out of it. And, you know, I, I think the comparison would be um, John Harbaugh coming from Philadelphia as a special teams coach to to the Ravens. And, you know, that special teams coach, like the strength coach, he interfaces with every single guy on the team. And, True. Uh, I think they liked him. They feared him sufficiently. Uh, but, you know, Mark's got to make that decision. He's interviewing a lot of people. I think they're being very thorough. Are you in a wine cellar? Like, what's, what's the rock? What's the rock? Is, uh, uh, I'm in Arizona. This is our dining room. Uh, it's yeah. the only quiet spot I could find where the dog wouldn't bark or, you know. That's your door dining bark. room that you've got. It looks like a castle wall behind you. It looks well, like Game of Thrones. 
Right, right. No, it, it, it does. I, I imagine it does, but it's really the quietest spot in the house. Is there, you know, I got Seton driving through uh, cross country. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah, I mean. You uh, guys can do motivational tours with all that, you know, the steroid talk and. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. Juice, what was it, the juice bar? And yeah. yeah. Now he's getting in a van and going across the country. Do you realize what's out there right now? It's, it's not safe. Truck stops are not safe anymore. Can he stay at your house? Which one? <laughs> the one you're in now. Uh, what time is he? What time is he traveling? Uh, see, what time would you be passing through uh, Scottsdale? Probably uh, like Thursday, Friday ish. This Thursday, Friday? Yeah, next week. Next, next, next Thursday, Friday. It, oh, next Thursday, Friday. Well. You know, if if we if we decide to head home, I mean, he certainly could have the keys to the house. Uh, we'd have to we'd have to I'd have to I'd have to do a, a vetting check on him. I, I'm oh, not sure. Then that's not good. That's not going to happen. Not yeah, that's not going to that's not going to maybe he just goes to the Montana house. He could go there. It's cold. Yeah, uh, but it's God, it's beautiful. And and I have some friends up there that just started jumping in the lake. And, you know, oh, my God. What? <laughs> they're crazy. It's kind of a challenge thing. I have. Oh. I, I, I've, I've been challenged. I don't want to be challenged. <laughs> Does anybody ever want to, like, block you or hit you? Like it? I'll tell you, one time we were up there in Montana and this wasn't too long ago, three, four years ago. And uh, Kyle was Kyle was up there working out, and he needed to work on Kyle's three thirty, you know, six seven, and heavy handed, really heavy handed. And people who know heavy handed understand what I'm saying. <clears throat> I, I was, you know, doing some simulated moves on him, you know, jab in, come out, you know. He stuck me in the chest, and I'm telling you, I bitched up. <laughs> I said, ah, God, it's, I, I can't play with you anymore. You're, I'm old. You're not. You're, my ribs were locked up for maybe two weeks. Imagine I, that your, kid, your kids are beating you up in your own driveway. Anthony Munoz did that to me one time at ESPN. He came in, and I would always do like a swim move. Like I would, yeah. I walk up to him and I go, "Hey, Anthony," and I do a swim move, and he saw it. And he laughed the first couple of times, and then, and then I did it one other time to him. A couple of weeks later, he grabbed me with both hands in the ribs and just held me there. And he you goes, know what I, you know what I think is 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 really interesting. I think people think, you know, well, I go to the gym. I'm I'm in good shape. I you know I I, I lift a lot of weights. You know, football, the NFL is like NASCAR. I didn't get NASCAR. You, you, you don't get NASCAR watching TV. It's just around and around and around. Okay, enough already. Round and round and round. You get on turn three on the rail and a car goes by at 200 miles an hour. That's the NFL. And when you see something 6 4, 260 runs of 4 4, it's a car going by. And, and that's the other thing. People always say, well, I run a 4.7 or I run a 4.6 or I run a 4.5. Baloney you do. Uh, it's a big league. It's, and I say we need restrictor plates on our league. It's so big. It's so fast. 
these defensive linemen, the offensive linemen. Hey, look, Terry Bradshaw's offensive line averaged 255. Yeah. The biggest line in football averages 325 right now. The well, guy that plays Joe Green's position, and Joe was 275, 280, I think. That guy's 330. I told people you would never let your kids play football if you watched a game from the sidelines, an NFL game from the sidelines, and listened to the collisions. Yes. You, you, would, you would say, oh, I hope they could play Pop Warner, but that's about it. Because it is. You no, know, and, and that's, that's a, a great point. Until you're down there on the field and you see the speed and the impact, you know, you just don't get it. <laughs> um, I certainly didn't say, Diane and I didn't certainly say, wow, we want our kids to play football. We say that opposite. Um, I don't think any of our boys played as young kids. Uh, Chris came to me and said he wanted to play, and Kyle played baseball and uh, tried to push him towards baseball a little bit, I think. But, you know, at the end of the day, genetics are genetics, and you are who you are. Hey, it's great to catch up with you. Hope you look great. And, uh, you know, Seton is going to just keep driving by the house. He's (laughs) he's not going to stop. All right. Next Thursday, he will not. Head on a swivel, Seaton. Head on a swivel. <laughs> Thank you, Howie. All right, partner. That's uh, Howie Long, Hall of Famer. Always love having him on. Fox has uh, the Niners and the Rams. That'll be Sunday at 630 Eastern. We'll come back, settle on our poll question and phone calls as well. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. No! Oh my God! The play, the play, is play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! I'm gonna play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Turned it over, Brown to Green with the yellow step and a right-handed power dunk. Oh my goodness, that was sick! Javante Green with a slam, and the Bulls are running on Duncan. My goodness! That was a violent-sounding dunk. Bulls are running on Duncan. All right, I got the Duncan Donuts there. Bulls Radio Network held on to beat the Thunder. Play of the day, find your dream, your very own upfitted Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van that you could win. Go to danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com by February 2nd. Mercedes-Benz Vans. Poll question today, Todd, is... Okay, we've got the NFL will do one of the following. Not address nor change the current OT rules. Say they will look into it during the offseason and then not change the current overtime rules. Change the overtime rules this season. They will address overtime in the offseason, I think. I don't think they change overtime in the offseason. Now, you might say... Should you not address it? No, I think you address it instead of like, why aren't you addressing this? 
Now you address it and say we did. And we decided that we're going to keep with, you know, the uh, the current overtime format. I I don't have a problem with it. I love sudden death overtime. That that's what it was supposed to be. Then it was, no, if you kick a field goal, then they get a chance. I could just play defense. If Buffalo has this great defense, great pass defense, then then this could be to your advantage. Then you're going, it's 75-yard drive. I mean, come on, stop them. That was my point with it. Did I want to see the game end this way? I didn't, but I understand that this is how it was going to end. Whoever had the ball last, it felt like. And it could have happened to Kansas City. And if it happened to Kansas City, I don't think we have this outcry for, you got to change overtime. If it happened to Tampa Bay, I don't think there would be an outcry. It's the Buffalo Bills were a great story. We didn't want to see this end this way. Yeah, Pauline. I got a wild one. I just thought of this. It's going to not go over well. I give it almost no thought. First touchdown wins, no kicking whatsoever. There's the rules. Them's the rules. I know. I mean, there's a lot of suggestions that have gone on and be like, hey, if you win the coin toss, you decide where the ball is going to be. And then then that team goes and then you get the opportunity at the same spot at the other end of the field. Yeah, Tom. Now, no kicking just field goals or no kicking. You can't punt on fourth and 12. You, you got to go for it. And then you got to go get to yes. like eight away if you don't. Yeah. Get First touchdown wins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't want college. Remember that, uh, no, was it Illinois versus Penn State where there's like eight or nine overtimes and yeah. they had to go for two-point conversions? Yeah, the NFL doesn't want that. But when you get to the postseason, I, I think it's fair and equitable if you say you get, an, you get one possession, you get one possession. You score a touchdown, we got to score a touchdown. And then after that, it's sudden death. You kick a field goal, now if we score a touchdown, we win. You want to do that in the postseason, I'm fine with that. And I, and I think that's fair to everybody here. Uh, let me see. What do we have here? Uh, Colin in Cincinnati. Hey, Colin. Hey, Dan. First time, long time. Six foot, 210. Maybe a little bit more like 220 after the Jeff Ruby celebration in Nashville this past weekend. But I just had to call in to get some Bengals love. There's been so much talk the last couple of days already that we get to just play this disrespect card week in and week out. We had DJ Reader step up big, but all anybody wants to talk about is Derrick Henry. We're talking about nine sacks, but not talking about the Bengals leading the postseason and turnovers at this point, maybe, with uh, coming in with five. So I think it's an exciting time to be in Cincinnati. You know, we'll hear the skyline jokes all the way to Kansas City, but we're about to go take it, Dan. Who day? And thank you for giving me the time. All right, Colin. Yeah, you know, this is one of those, well, nobody picked us or nobody believed in us. I would keep with that. Like, you, you know, I know Joe Burrow said, hey, you know, kind of tired of this uh, underdog uh card that's being played here all right i mean you're a touchdown underdog go prove them wrong i love that better than you know everybody thinks you're going to win or you should win or you're going to make it competitive play the underdog rule you won't be an underdog next year but this year against kansas city coming off that game yeah you're going to be an underdog there and people are going to look at you survived nine sacks you stopped derrick henry when you needed to you did all the things that are really important but people are all caught up in, my God, did you watch the Chiefs? How great are they? Go in and surprise them. Shock the world. Jim Nance called the Kansas City game. Going to join us coming up.
One more item. We close out hour 1M drive, boost and burn. Come on, try it. This is, you know, I'm going to give you a little bit of a late start here on your New Year's resolution. All right. As we inch closer to February, now's when you start. A little small change that could make every morning starting off your day on the right foot. Find it at Walgreens, Rite Aid, Vitamin Shop, or you can go to mdrivedan.com. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. This is about being consistent, making small changes. It's a daily supplement for driven men. Help you shed that holiday weight. Also give you the energy you need to go out and crush your fitness goals. No matter what your age is, packed with clinically tested ingredients, naturally burning more body fat, M-Drive Boost and Burn, one small change you can make every morning. New Year's resolutions don't last. Make the small changes today that will lead to a lasting impact throughout the year. Try M-Drive Boost and Burn. Lose weight, get more energy, and perform at your very best. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com.